Spoiler Hi. <laughs> I did find a siren. We can just okay. do that this time. Um, hi, everybody. We're here for episode 3.2. We are going to be talking some spoilers on the two books that are currently out for the Hades series by Tate James. So we have Seventh Circle and Anarchy. Now, look. If you haven't read it, get off now. This yeah, is oh, yeah. Morning. Sorry, this is, you've got, yeah, turn back around, stop, and then come back and listen to it. Yeah. Now, yeah. look, let's just get right into this. Now, who here was actually, I guess this is for more of those readers that read Madison Kate maybe. Yeah. Who picked up that it was Hades, like who Hades was? Yeah, no one. Like no. That, that definitely <laughs> confused me because it alluded to the fact at the end of Madison Kate that we were going to know who Hades was and the whole time I was reading Seventh Circle I was yeah, looking I kept out for it. So, and it also threw me as well because obviously if you've read the books, they refer to her as Sir, so they refer mm. to her as Sir in Madison Kate as well, so you can think it's a guy. But then you see the Seventh Circle cover page with a fiery redhead on it and you're yeah. like, okay. I I actually thought that it was going to be Demi. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Demi too, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that Demi was a middle-aged lesbian woman. I was like... Why are you calling her middle-aged? Like, she's very close to our age, I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, I don't want to be called middle-aged, just saying. Let's just move on from that. Okay, she's not middle-aged Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so I I definitely think it was a surprise. Well, I wouldn't even say it was a surprise. Like, it was just like, okay, cool, yeah, this is a new this person. This is a new person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So obviously starting with Seventh Circle because as much as we want to jump straight to the cliffhanger at the end of Anarchy because it's so fresh in everybody's mind, let's start with Seventh Circle. So, you know, obviously we've got Hades. She puts mm-hmm. herself out there. She kisses Cass. He tells her he doesn't fuck children. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> slap in the face. And I was like, how old is this chick? And of all things to say, I mean, Damn, how degrading. Oh, yeah, I think at that point I was actually thinking it was Seth was hating yeah. as well at that point because <laughs> she was so young. And I'm like, I'm very confused. I was like, Cass better not be with Seth. That's going to gross me Oh, out. no, I was kind of hoping for that. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously then she's finally taken the chance to put herself out there. Mm. Cass rejects her and she's all, like, loco, which I'm kind of glad for because, I mean, hello, that supply closet sex scene with Lucas whoa mm. so freaking straight hot. straight off the bat i was like i'm here for this book i don't even no i'm here for it and i was also here for zed's jealousy as well calling her on the phone while she was like Hilarious. grinding up on him oh my mm. god i love zed's jealousy i love it mm. like oh god. because it's like it's almost a playful jealousy like he is so like a playful. competition for him but the thing is i actually really like their relationship in that they were like both of them were just like being ignorant. So they're like, yeah, we're best friends. And also like we work together and stuff like that. But then they're each really sabotaging each other's relationships over the past like five yes, years, which I, I just love because neither of them can see it. I'm like, yeah, hello. They're completely oblivious to the fact that they actually do love each other. Yes. Um, so I, I love that in Seventh Circle that how that plays out um, yes. the, the whole way, the whole way through. And I love that. He's so Zed, so protective of her as well. Like, yeah, it's I him. love that. But the one thing that that annoyed me is that I just didn't like how Hades would then, like, just dismiss him all the time and speak down to him. Yes, 
she's his boss, but he's also her, her best friend. friend. Yeah, exactly. I definitely think she struggled. I feel like she struggled with with playing one part. She shut herself off too much. Yeah. And she just basically became Hades, the Hades mm. persona, mm. and she forgot about being Hayden. So, yeah, I understand that. Um, so, obviously, yeah, you've got the supply closet sex. Cass sees it on the camera. Oh, my God. I loved that he caught it on the camera. So good. So good. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, he's like, damn, I regret my decision now, so I'm going to mm. have to, like, get into it. Well, he's it. just seen what he could be miss- like, oh, missing yeah. out on. So <laughs> he's like, actually, she's not a child after all. No, absolutely. Um, so, um, and then, yes, Zed's jealousy plays into it. That this whole initial scene just really caught me in the feels like oh. love the fact that like zed is just like yeah he's, she's gonna go hook up with lucas so i'm just gonna call him in for an interview right now to try and spoil that for her mm-hmm. i'm just gonna cock block her on that side of things so yep. yeah loved it um but yeah moving from there i really like the fact that lucas was so innocent but also quite alpha because he was just like, you know what? Mm. I'm not your employee till next week. We're going to keep fucking. This is happening. Mm. And he just like made her drop all of her walls, which I really loved because she was having so much difficulty mm. doing it in other aspects of her life. Yeah. Um, and the whole time when that was all happening and you can see that when Zed actually sets <laughs> sets her up that she, that he has, she has to interview him yes. straight away. I found oh, hilarious, I and he knew did. the whole time. I he absolutely loved time. how Lucas was like, "Is Hades in?" And then like Zed has this little smirk on I his know. face, like I such a bastard. It. But I did love it. I yeah. love that. Um, yeah. So obviously, you get the background of Zed, or really started being best friends with her ex fiance Chase, mm-hmm. who basically used to bash her up and you know, mentally torment her and whatnot. You learn a fair bit about Chase through the book. It kind of goes back and forth and, you know, alludes to the fact that, um, you know, he is a part of the catalyst that caused the massacre of the Timberwolves because he was somehow involved with the um, her dad trying to sell Seth and, um, you know, and then everybody gets killed. So, mm. um, and I don't know about you, but they keep referring to the video of what happened between her and Chase. Yeah. On that night. And I want to know, yeah, what is, yeah, what, what, is, is on what it? was on the video? Yeah. I imagine it's going to be extremely dark. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it is and too, because they've referred to it a few times. Tragic. And yeah, I think it's probably played a big part because Zed has seen it. Zed's seen it, yeah. So why he has held himself back that, a yeah, bit, yeah, I think. Because exactly. he's, had, he's harboring so much guilt. And, like, jumping a little bit forward into Enneke, you find out that she actually kissed him, Chase saw it, and that led to the events of the night when that video was made mm. as well. So that just mm. complicates things more mm. um, too. So, uh, and he rejected her. So, again, that kind of brings her feelings mm. into it. Her feelings to him are a little bit attached to whatever happened on that night, but also to him rejecting yeah. her and whatnot. So that might be why she's remained closed off with him too. Mm. I love that <laughs> the whole storyline that played out between Hayden, Lucas, and Seth as well. <laughs> yes. So And you can see it coming. You're like, this is this is I not know. Good. well. 
I straight know. away when they were when it was like they were talking about how Seth had this crush on this guy, and I was like, and then yeah, that's going to be Lucas. That Lucas has to be Lucas. Like it was so much focus on it, and then when it was Lucas, I was like, I love this. I'm here for this. This is great. It was great. Um, yeah, so that obviously complicates their relationship more as well and Hayden's, like, feelings about, you know, seeing Lucas. He's her mm-hmm. employee and an 18-year-old in high school and mm-hmm. her sister has a crush on him. So Yeah, and she's always protected Seth so much. And I love that she took something for herself, though. I love that she didn't stop seeing Lucas because of Seth because she's done so much for Seth mm-hmm. and Seth is quite an ungrateful bitch. I mean, let's be clear. I think she's just so, she's so naive to she's very naive, yeah. what and actually. That's because of Hades. She has kept her. Yeah, she's definitely insulated protected her. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then moving on from that, um, obviously, you know, we start getting those hints that perhaps Chase is back. Chase is back, yeah. So you've got the angel dust being distributed. You've got, you know, the special tattoo that Zed created of her middle name showing mm-hmm. up on random bodies and near, you know, yeah. dead people and he's, whatnot. He's putting notices in the obituaries. Like yeah, he's messages. really starting psychological warfare yeah. with her, right? Yeah. And she's trying to figure out how could he be alive? I shot him in the head. Uh, <laughs> so, I shot him in the head and then I burnt the place down. Like yeah, how is so, he alive? Um, he's playing games there. He blows up a club, her club. She nearly dies, which he blows it up. Sorry, we still don't know at this point it's Chase, but the club blows up in the same way as his family mansion blew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she nearly dies. And then Lucas got kidnapped. Gutted for Lucas. <laughs> Again, I was you loved quite it. excited. I loved that Lucas got kidnapped. I was like, please don't be Seth. Please don't let, like, no. I knew, I knew it wasn't going to be Seth. Um, but also, Lucas, uh, did Hayden not teach you anything? Don't answer the door, dude. She's like this badass gang member. To one of her no, gang no, people no. Again, who it, backstabbed her. No, I have, a, I have a real issue with people who don't follow direction yes. very well. Let's move over to Anarchy now. Great segue. Oh, you know, I was a bit annoyed that he wasn't tortured some more. I mean, he got tortured a fair bit. I mean, he got the shit bear out of He could have died. He got branded with a branding iron. I imagine that would be quite painful. <laughs> uh, and he also got stabbed in the chest and his lung was pierced. But whatever. I mean, yeah. sure. Um, but, yeah, obviously at that point you start to realise this is probably Chase. I mean, he's got a scarred face. He's missing an eyeball, um, you know. <laughs> um, and he's referring to his darling his and all darling, this kind of yeah. stuff and, like, s- sending her a message. He's yeah. got Lucas held in the basement of Enerku that apparently nobody knows about. He's got a much wider reach than anybody anticipated because he's obviously taken over, you know, people from her gang and stuff like that. And I like that he had no intention of ever killing Lucas. It was just a... Literally torture. just wanted to test, I guess, test Hayden out, but also let her know, send a message that he can get to anybody in her life. So he's a sadistic bastard. Um, You know, he's got Zed's knife. He stabs Lucas with Zed's knife. And then obviously, you know, that kind of is a catalyst to everybody going into lockdown. They don't want to stay at her house because it's not safe. So they move into Zed's freaky-ass mansion. And he starts moving everybody in, really. He does. I love that. Yeah, he's just like, I was like, oh, wow, I'm I'm here for it. They're all going to move in. in him. Yeah. Uh, and I liked the little scenes when they were smoking weed together and kind of let their yeah. boundaries down a little bit. And- but he's doing it because he has no 
trust or correct yeah. at all in Lucas or Cass. Yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. Um, but also he wants to compete with them. It's really Hayden's affection. Their relationship is hilarious because on the one hand they're jealous and they're like literally like one upping each other. On the other hand, um, like they're kind of forming a friendship. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> forming a little bromance. And I love it. I'm yeah. there for it. And that you know, they're they're and treat I love, Lucas as a little brother. I love that Lucas is just like, yeah, whatever. She loves you all. I'm cool. I'm here for it. Like yeah, he's just like very confident. It's like I'll, as long as I get a piece of that, I'm there. Yeah, I'm cool with it. I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, what's he get? And then it? he's like, he Zayden keeps, DeRosa. Yeah, he keeps saying to Zayden, "Well, clearly you guys need to actually just get it on already, because everybody can There's see so much tension. I can feel the tension. So yeah, um, yes. So then, obviously, Tate decides to tease us by getting cast to write a love letter that we don't get to read until the end. I oh. wrote myself a little note, like. She better show us the love oh, letter. <laughs> I know. I I was like, the, the letter better be in this book somewhere. But, that, but also I was like, I don't want to read it. I don't want to read the love letter. But then I did. <sighs> Massively so. Oh, my goodness. Um. Mm. So, yeah, loved that. Like, so there for dominant Cass and submissive Hades sex. Like, oh, <laughs> so fucking hot. Like, I couldn't even... Yeah. I was there for it. And then I was there for Alpha Lucas when, like, when was Lucas Alpha? When she gets back and he's basically like, I'm going to erase whatever he did to you because I'm going to do it to you and I'm going to do it better. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm neither here nor there for Lucas at this point. Whatever. I'm all over Um, Lucas. (laughs) I love that they call him Gumdrop. Yeah, that just weirds me out even more. I'm just like, you know what? I like the idea of him. But I'm sorry. This is the quote. This is the dominant quote. So mm. I, I highlighted this. He said, I want to know everything he did to you. Then I want to do it all myself and make you scream harder, louder. I want you to make forget his fucking name while my dick is inside you. I'd say it's pretty alpha. <laughs> I literally laughed at that because I was like, gumdrop, stop. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I love gumdrop. He's no, hilarious. I mean, gumdrop. You're not going to call him gumdrop in the heat of passion. No, she didn't call him fucking gumdrop. No, I know, but you're calling him gumdrop. I know, but I'm just saying I'm there for it. I'm there for it. I don't care. Um, uh, yeah, so. Nah, I'm sorry. I'm there. Zayden all the way. I'm, I'm. Yeah. But, I mean, he does need team to step Zayden. I like that he started stepping up his game in this one. Like, he kisses her. He starts flirting with her more. He basically, well, he tells her that he loves her and that he's mm. not going to back down. Like, finally, Zed. Finally. <laughs> like, get some balls. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, I did like that um, and all these little gestures that he did for her to kind of build back their friendship because I think that's really important. I don't think they're going to be able to start a relationship until they get drop those boundaries mm. between them. I d- you know what I loved? I loved how petty he was as well. So, so when, fucking petty. So petty. Like he would, cook every, he would cook her breakfast every morning, but then the one morning, I think it's when it's straight after he hears her sleeping with, Cass. Cass, I think. And then she goes downstairs. <laughs> and he didn't make her breakfast. He, he, he just made it for himself. I love that. That was my favourite part. I was like, and then he's like, it. you will not fuck anybody in my house. But then no, you will not ride one ride of the dicks. dicks. Yes. So she yeah. so she sucked him off instead and he went down on her. Like, and Zed just watched. Yeah, when she's like, well, I mean, a, I was like, she was I'm like, there for the voyeurism. I'm there yeah. for it. Well, she was like, well, there's a loophole, dude. So. Yeah, I know. You need to be more specific. You need to be very specific about yeah. it. Yeah, so I did love that. Um, but obviously, then he busts her with Cass in the garage on the bike. 
from the camera. From the camera. That was so freaking hot. Like she beats him on the bike, just strips down, stands in her. I mean, like I was there for that scene. I'm like, <laughs> I can imagine it. I can, I'm imagining it right now in vivid detail. Um, All right. So we're going to get to the elephant in the room. We, we don't want <laughs> Are we Look, emotionally? I, I mean, ultimately the whole time I'm reading it, I'm like, right, something's obviously going down with Lucas. Like he's like some hidden assassin or some shit. Yeah, something's dodgy with him. Something There is something there with him. You know what? It might not there might I don't think, even be there. It might be just that. It's his family connection just, somehow. Oh, yeah, the mum. I forgot about that. And the, and the, the mum knows something. The, the mum knows something. Mm-hmm. She obviously knew Hades's parents the uncle was a part of the assassin's guild guild yeah whatever, whatever that was whatever, whatever that and, was um he was trying to groom lucas for it mm. but ultimately yeah I, I don't know is he is he innocent not sure but anyway there's no, you know what i feel like there's actually no point even discussing theories at this point because no. who knows with Tate was taking me down the path i was following <laughs> eagerly i'm like yes what's happening with lucas and then bam she punched me right in the face Cass was the betrayer. I know. And she fucking shot him three times. <laughs> Did she, though? See, this is what I'm saying. You can't, You don't Look, I've got theories. I don't know. There's no point. Don't even worry okay, about it. Okay, I won't say. I've got my why. theories. You know I've discussed them with You've you. You've discussed the theories with it. There's actually no point. Because still gutted me, though. Still gutted me, though. Like, it was still quite a gut-wrenching scene, regardless of whether it was real or not. It was gut-wrenching. Like, Oh, I tell you, like he's getting I shot at his mouthing I love you. Oh, I didn't even want to read it. I could broken. see where this was going and literally <laughs> you can't see her now, but she's literally doing a heartbroken little thing with her hands. <laughs> um, I, you could definitely see where it was going and I was like, I had to put it down. I couldn't read it. I was like, I can't read this. This is, she's, no. And then, oh, but then Satan and Lucas were actually like, you're going to regret this, Hayden. You cannot do this. Do that not do was it. even and more even heartbreaking. All the other gang leaders were just like, she no, can't she's not going to do this. I mean, they're together. Like, oh, yeah, that hit me right in the feels. So mm. I literally had to jump straight into another book because I just didn't even want to process my feelings. <laughs> yeah. Thing. So it was for that reason that we made sure that we could interview Tate this week. Mm. Uh, we included her interview in the review episode, but we split it up so that we could would ask her the hard questions mm. in this spoiler episode which I am sure everybody is dying to hear um so this is what Tate had to say we do have a question from you for you from another author who we won't name and we definitely didn't chat to them last week in our podcast um <laughs> what they said was why are you so evil? Also, why do I like the pain so much? <laughs> oh, I was in hysterics when they sent it through. <laughs> yes, I must ask this question. I really feel like that's a question for your therapist. <laughs> and, and, and not me. But if I speculate... <laughs> I'd say there's 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 certainly um, a level of um, of um, what do we call it um, BDSM? Yep, that's it. <laughs> you know, yes. I like to give the pain, and you like to receive it. It's a, it's a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely, it's balanced. Don't question it. <laughs> Don't. 
The important question to hear is like, with it, like with it, tears. With it, tears. Oh, I don't know. Like, tears for you. For me. Yeah. No. Like separate. No, no. Why would I be crying? <laughs> no, like in terms of the the end of the book. Oh. No, <laughs> no, I, okay, so Tate, listen, this is the thing, I actually, I, I quite like when characters um, die, die. <laughs> and I, or, you know, something tragic happens or whatever, I, I'm all there for that, there so for the dark. I, I think for me it was more a shock, yeah, yeah, but not, yeah, well, not about what happened, but actually the fact that, that Hades did it. In, in fairness, the, the what to say without giving too much away, the cliffhanger for this book was never actually intended, to, um, like I never intended to people leave people questioning like, oh my God, I think Cass is, you know, dead or not dead or whatever. That was never supposed to be the, <clears throat> it was supposed to be, the, the shock factor was supposed to be him betraying her. Yes, it, it was. <laughs> it was massively like, I didn't, and then I thought, and then I thought, well, she's not going to leave him, leave him alive. <laughs> she can't possibly after no, that. She's got to shoot. Um, I was, I, I think the shock value for me was like, yeah, that she, because she through the whole two books, she had started opening herself up to actually being loved, I guess, and then loving mm. her, loving as well, yes. and then and accepting you know three men and all their love and then all of a sudden she's like mm, no <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I think the most heartbreaking part other than like it being okay Cass was working with Chase was like Zed and Lucas telling her not to shoot him I feel like that was that was like romance is strong now it was so devastating it, yeah yes. it was very passionate um yeah Yes. So was it in terms of like it being him that betrayed them, obviously after you've read the book, you're kind of looking back on little hints about him kind of disappearing and, you know, being, you know, out of contact and stuff like that. So was it, I guess, a natural progression in the storyline that he would be the one that betrayed her given his position in the Reapers or like, was it one of those epiphanies that came to you at the start of book one where you were just like, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be Cass here? Um, I have, like, I have known the, how each book was going to end before I started writing them. So I knew that book one would end with Lucas being taken and harmed greatly. <laughs> well, it, 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 I was actually hoping <laughs> She's just brutal with the characters, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, if she was writing a book, nobody would read it because all of her characters would be dead. They'd be all dead. <laughs> but you know how, like, you know how you, like, if you want to make your glow stick shine, you got to snap it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I get it. So, so I knew, because I like I like a little bit of um, symmetry and, and I've got, a, like, a smidgen of OCD, Um I knew that I wanted book one to have a Lucas cliffhanger that therefore book two had Lucas on the cover and the opening scene would be at the club that is named on the cover. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, so yeah, yeah. That, 
circle starts at seven circles. Yeah. Anarchy starts at happy. Do you know what I mean? So I like a little yeah, bit right. of symmetry. Yeah. So I like I knew that because I mapped out my covers first and everything like that. I was like, great. So book one's going to end on Lucas Clatanger with um, Lucas on the cover of book two. And then, and then I kind of go from there where I'm like, so book two is Lucas's plot line, but Cass's love story. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I love knowing that about it. Like, it's good to get that background information. I'm sure everybody will love hearing about that too, because yeah, it is interesting to find out like kind of how you come up with things and how mm. you're plotting it all out. Um, but so I, knew, I knew that, I knew that Cass was in for some trouble um, way back. <laughs> And then I just had to figure out what was plausible trouble for him. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, I really did love how Cass developed as a character through book two. Like, as you say, it was his love story because he really did come out of his shell and, and realise like how much of a mistake he made in book one. And, and yeah, like, although, you know, you did kill me having to wait until the end of the book to read his love letter. So, yeah, like, I, thought that was <laughs> I wrote, a, like, when you put it in the book, because I've been writing notes to myself in the book as I read it so that I can kind of refer back to exactly how I was feeling. And I wrote a little note at that point saying, she better give me Cass's love note. <laughs> Otherwise, I thought she'd probably make you write one. <laughs> I, um, I didn't write Cass's love letter until about two weeks after I finished the rest of the book. Wow. Um, I left it till last. So when I was actually, when I got to that scene in the book, I was like, fuck, I'm not just, I'm not in the right headspace to write this. And mm. Heather was like, just don't. Well, I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. And she goes, put it in the next book. Oh, oh God, that would have been I mean, there would have been a lot more uh, comments in the What the Fuck Tate uh, Facebook group, I think. But I think for Cass as well, like for those that have actually read Madison Kate, you fall in love with Cass in Madison you do, Kate. You do, you do, yeah. And so I think, yeah, I mean, obviously for those that haven't haven't read it, they probably don't have that you know, yeah. extra connection. I mean, they should him. go and read it. They should go saying. and read it. So yeah. I was actually quite excited that he was going to be in this series. Yes. Um, But then I think even finding out who Hades was because yes. I thought it was going to be Demi. Yeah, I did. I or, thought that's who it was going to be too. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, but maybe it's about Seth, but we didn't think she was actually Hades. So it was, yeah. We were, yeah, it did le definitely left, yeah. left us guessing on that one too. Um, Yes. And just, I mean, you don't have to answer this one because... <laughs> I think you push it. <laughs> I, I'm going to push my luck, but are we ever going to find out exactly what was on the videos um, that are alluded to with Hades and Chase that Zed has seen? Um, look, I'm actually really undecided on this. Um, look, it's, it's, it's not good. I'm really undecided whether I want to go into detail about what Chase had actually done to her or if I'd rather leave it up to imagination and like assumption um like I know <laughs> what, it, what it was um and Heather vaguely knows what it was but I yeah I'm, I'm of two minds as to whether because I I've got no boundaries or triggers or you know hard limits or anything like that like people say to me oh read this book it's really dark and I'm like oh was it 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like somebody, somebody recommended me a book recently, and by recently, I mean sometime in the last few years. Um, and they said it was like everybody was raving about the Dubcon in it. And I read it, and it was a fantastic book. But where was the Dubcon? <laughs> and, and then, and then somebody had like to like point out which scene it was, and I had to go back and like read it again and be like, oh, I can kind of see how you, yeah, I can kind of see how you might question it. But so, okay, so I my my moral line is murky at best of days. Anyway, I don't appreciate reading about like past events where they are violently sexually abusive and it's written in detail yes you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. that to me feels like it's glorifying the the act um I have no problems with it being referenced I have no problems with it you know happening in in the sense of the the actual story itself but when it's history for the characters I think that by writing it in like a first person flashback or something like that it is kind of glorifying that event as opposed to just having it be a part of the, the character's character yeah for sure yeah no I, I i understand that um i'm still undecided on that one maybe maybe they'll discuss it deeper um as zed um pulls his head out of his ass <laughs> i know well i mean <laughs> He did start stepping up in this book, though, which I was pretty excited about. What do you mean? So. He's been—he's always stepped up. What are you talking about? Whatever. He started stepping up more in this book, so I'm excited to see his story, like following on your OCD logic, presuming that it starts in the basement of Club Twenty Two, <laughs> follow flows on from that section, and then it's more about Zed. I'm excited to see their relationship grow there. Um, but yes. Um, all right, well, thanks for chatting with us. Thank we will you. no doubt talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Hey, See you. Bye. bye.